You know, during the holidays, there are uh, figures that come to mind. Uh, Christmas, you've got St. Nicholas, and when it comes to St. Patrick's Day, well, you, you got St. Patrick. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's another holiday coming around, Valentine's Day. And so we're going to talk about St. Valentine. And uh, on with us is Ned Bustard, who has written a handful of books about those two characters that I mentioned, St. Nicholas and St. Patrick. And so now we're going to talk uh, this morning about St. Valentine. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. So, Ned, since most of us think of Valentine's Day as more of a romantic holiday, we see the hearts, we think of getting a date for Valentine's Day or taking our spouse out for Valentine's Day, you're wanting to communicate so much more with looking at the life of St. Valentine. So what do we know about him? Well, that was the thing that I found out when I was uh, asked to do the book, uh, my editor at university said, you know, folks are asking for Valentine's uh, as your next book. And I had had folks at different book signing events say, oh, you need to do Valentine. I'm like, I don't know anything about Valentine. I'm a good Irishman. I know all about Patrick. And, uh, you know, growing up in the States, you can't get around St. Nicholas on the holidays. Sure. But, uh, Valentine, I wasn't so sure about. So I, I said, sure, I'll do it. Did some investigation. And it turns out we don't know very much at all about him. He lived around mid-200s, so I was saying to some kids recently, that's like looking back, you know, he could look back to Jesus like we look back to George Washington, not to make a connection between the two, sure. but just that, that timing, you know, that's is really close to the early church and very, very far from us. And in my research, I found they have, they think a couple different Valentines, it was a very popular name, and it was popular to kill people who were Christians at the time, so... Is there a, a Valentine martyr? Yes, there is. Is it the one that we know of? We're not quite sure. And uh, I was shocked to find that the Catholic Church actually took them off, him off of their, I don't know, saints-approved list or what, whatever, uh, because there's so little known about him. Uh, according to tradition, he was a, a priest or a bishop living uh, near Rome and uh, stood up for the faith and lost his head for it. You know, they gave him a, a holiday— and then in the 1400s, 1500s kind of period, they uh, decided to that Valentine's Day was associated with romance. And that was a, a new thing, that when it started out, uh, he was just a, a martyr for, for standing up for the faith. So when did he become the uh, patron saint of putting weird little uh, I love you sayings on chalky heart-shaped candy and overpriced <laughs> right, flowers? Right. You know? Well, yeah, there's a, a book called The Golden Legend, which is a, a collection of, of stories about different saints. And uh, in one of those stories, there's a, a stories of, of him uh, coming up in front of a judge uh, be, uh, being tried for his faith and, and being challenged. Uh, you know, if you believe this stuff is true, you should do something about it. And, and Valentine said, what do you want me to do? He said, well, heal my blind daughter. And, and uh, uh, that happened, um, and he was released by the judge. But then he kept standing up for Jesus in public, which didn't go over well, and he was uh, put in jail later. And the tradition is that he was writing notes to folks from jail, you know, like Paul was writing from jail. Mm-hmm. And, um and the you know the idea is that he signed from 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 Valentine, so he was sending Valentine notes. And then there's another tradition that he would. Uh, one of the reasons he was thrown into jail was that he was uh, officiating weddings for soldiers, and he wasn't supposed to do that because Claudius, the emperor, didn't want 
soldiers being married because that would be a conflict of interest. He wanted them all sold out to the state. But uh, Valentine was you know, believed it was ordained by God that folks should get married, and so he's doing that. And uh, the tradition is that he would he cut out little paper hearts and sent them to these folks that he had married and to, to encourage them to stick with their, their marriage vows. But again, all of this is completely subject to interpretation. We don't know for sure about any of this stuff. It's just a lot of legend and tradition. So your book is entitled St. Valentine the Kind-Hearted. How do we know he's kind-hearted? Well, through the, the, because I didn't have a lot of history to build the book on, I built it around the four loves. Because I thought, well, Valentine's Day, folks will associate him with, with uh, romance and such. And I thought, well, I don't really want to focus on, like you said, the, you know, the, the chocolate hearts and the, the romance and uh, candlelight dinners and such. And I thought, well, C.S. Lewis has the book, The Four Loves. And it breaks down uh, love into uh, agape and storge and philia and eros. And so I built the b- book around there and then um, kind of fit his life into it. As far as him being kind-hearted, one of the things I found interesting was that he is the patron saint for epilepsy. And so that was one of the things that I, I have a, it's kind of alluded to in the story, but I have him basically praying with, with someone who has fallen, uh, fainted from, from having an epileptic fit. Mm. And I just, you just see him taking care of them. You see him taking care of his friends. Mm. In the book, you see him taking care of, you know, uh, providing the, the marriage services. So it's, that was kind of the, the kind hearted, just kind of a life of, Living out love mm-hmm. uh, in all different facets. I, I think I mentioned that you know this book and a couple of the others are geared as children's books. So how do mm-hmm. you ta- how do you take this fascinating and kind of muddy history and and present it uh, as something uh, for kids? What you know how does how do you bring that into it and and the relationship to Jesus? Well, with all three of the books, I built them around rhyming patterns, so it, it's it's a rhyming kind of book. So that, that makes it more accessible. Like the St. Nicholas, the gift giver, I built that on the rhyming structure of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And St. Patrick, I built that one on an Irish jig that I found. So it had that lilting um, meter. And then with Valentine, again, I didn't have a lot to build the story around. So I thought, well, we at least have roses or red, violets or blue. Right. So we can like, uh, right. latch on to that. Okay. So I built the whole story with that meter, and then I bring... The roses are red, violets are blue um, throughout the, the story, and it's accessible for kids that way. Um, and then my illustrations are real bold, bright, uh, kind of simple uh, illustrations. Because uh, I think that all these, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, this book is about love, which you think, oh, that, that's a, it is a very simple but also very deep concept. Mm-hmm. So I think with all these books, there's a lot of rich stuff, and I like putting... Easter eggs in my illustrations and and the stories to, and there's at the back of each of these books there's a le- letter to the parents or to the you know folks who are reading it about more that they can do to research this and more information so there is a lot in there but it is kind of as a story ratcheted down for younger readers. It's mm-hmm, great. So Ned, after you did this research and you wrote the book and you illustrated it, what was God laying on your heart as a takeaway? Well, for me, the, the the thing that struck me most was doing kind of the deep dive into the four loves. And we hear the 
you know, Christ calls us to love and love your neighbor. And you think that's kind of basic Christianity. And I've been, I grew up in the faith and, and you think, well, by this point in my life, I should be on to the, the heavier duty stuff and uh, the more complicated theological um, concepts and, and life kind of things. And what I was struck by was just the fact that as simple as love is, how complex mm. and difficult it is to pull off. Mm. And um, and that's what I kept coming back to, that this is a hard thing that, that Christ is asking us to do, to love uh, love your neighbor, love, love folks, um, love your friends, love your family, uh, love your enemies, like all these mm-hmm. things, it because it's so it's so wrapped into into our faith and our tradition, we know that that is the right answer. But to actually live it out is uh, is not easy. Yes, that's so true. So, what is it that you found the most rewarding in this creative process? You know, writing about historical figures and relating them to us and in, into a modern time. What is it that just really moves your heart? Well, I love kids. I've most of my um, adult, uh, most of my career as, a, as an adult has been uh, creating materials for education, educational materials, and and I love taking these these basic concepts and making them understandable for for children. The other thing, I've got a book uh, came out several years ago called "The Church History ABCs" with Crossway, and. Uh, the history of the church has always been something that has been very important to me. My grandfather was a minister for 40 years, so I really identified with with the church and, and trying to figure out who I am in, in part as part of the big story of the church. So for me, the, these, these saint books are um, just exciting to be able to pass on the faith to, to our kids. And uh, I have three daughters, and my wife and I, when we were raising them, it was that that was always the the question, you know, how are we going to pass this faith on? Mm. And so I I'm excited because I feel like these are useful tools for parents to to give to give them a visual, literally, to give to their kids that this is this faith that you're part of is an old faith. It's, this is not a yes. new idea, right. and and it, and there's a rich story, and that there's these uh, great examples across time of folks who followed Christ, and that, you know, you can do that, too. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, how do we get more? Uh, uh, how can we get the book? How can we get, you know, more information and, uh, you know, just learn more and read more? Sure. Uh, I always encourage people to buy local, shop local, so find your local bookstore and tell them you want Ned's book. Um, <laughs> that would be the first step. Uh, if you want us to stay in your house and order it, uh, University Press has, you know, you can order them, order through their website, um, and it's really through your local bookstore. I mean, it's, it's available. And, you know, it may not be in your local Barnes & Noble, but they can get it if, if you uh, ask awesome. them to order it. It's very available. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Hey, and here, here's, my, here's my try at this. Roses are red, violets are blue. Ned, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, my friend. Likewise.